Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Headspace Podcast, the show where the camera is slightly more straight but not quite there yet. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. No, really, what the show is is we break down new ish hip hop albums track by track and we go through them and we discuss give our thoughts our opinions our ideas on every single song i'll let you know what we think because albums are motherfucking important and the single era is boring to me personally he likes singles i like albums and i have had some magnificent conversations in the last two years of my life with people as we discuss tracks and then when i go but yo did you hear the album they go no and I'm like, oh. And then I realized that just a song perceived as a single is so different than an album. So we do album reviews, how the songs work together as a cohesive project. Anyway, that's the introduction. We're talking about Locksmith. We're talking about the album, Ali. And that is exciting. So that is what today's subject will be. And we do this little preface for the beginning of every review. And you can skip it and check the description of the video when we talk about everything. But... Basically, we are not experts. We are students of the culture on the learning path and trying to figure it all out. So if we say anything dumb or wrong or foolish, feel free to leave a comment, correct us, let us know what you think. We're super open-minded, super into the comments. Um, we wouldn't even know who Locksmith was in the first place if it wasn't for people we met through the comments like Ismail Gadamsi who advocated that we should check out his project Olive Branch. So yeah, like just shit like that. It's so powerful and so impactful. So feel free to interact with us and I promise I'll respond to you. We're going to get into it shortly. We're going to give a special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Linda Williams, and Jonathan Barnes. So they back what we do, and we'll talk a bit about that at the end. I think it's time to talk about the man of the hour, Mr. Christopher. Why don't you reintroduce the album and all the keywords so that the Google robots like us more? Well, for this week's Headspace bonus album review, we went with Locksmith Ali. That's right. We're talking about Locksmith and his album, Ali. I'm not kidding, man. The Google robots listen to the first five-ish minutes particularly, and the more you say the keyword, it like bumps, uh, bumps up the ranking. I digress. This is the part of the show where we contextualize our familiarity with the artist because as a person who is coming to our review, you have a relationship with Locksmith's music. You listen to it for this long, you know, this much about him, and that greatly impacts how you perceive the music so how you understand the music and all sorts of stuff and i think it's only fair to y'all that we share our connection with locksmith and understanding where we're at coming into this project because especially for something that's been out for like three months it dropped on my dad's birthday december 7th uh of last year and uh i did not listen to it until i realized that i was going to see him in concert last week or friday or a couple days ago whatever and uh so i listened to it a lot at that point but I know that listening to an album over time is a different experience than cramming, kind of like studying properly versus cramming for a test. Anyway, uh, Chris, how much have you listened to Locksmith's music over this time? Haven't. Um, well, that's not actually true. Uh, I did partially listen to Olive Branch when um, <clears throat> I was supposed to review the album, but then I had to take care of some other things. But that was really it. Up until now, this is the first album that I sat down and really reviewed. That's cool. Um, that's fair. It's 
So you can take from that, people watching the show, that Chris is a newcomer, and you can treat this like a first impression. I'm new, um, like super new. But honest, that's what we're about here. I am biased as fuck right now. So what happened was, is Locksmith came to Montreal. It's fucking cool, man. Nobody comes to Montreal, right? All these American rappers, they, they're this tier, I'm, I'm saying the not famous, the underground legendy types, they don't, I don't know. At least in the last two years, I haven't seen a lot of them that came at reasonable prices. So I don't know how it all worked out, but that show was very reasonably priced for the experience that was gotten. And so uh, it is currently Sunday, March 31st at 12.43 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as I say these words. Um, Friday, for me, two days earlier at like whatever, we're standing in front of the bar just you know waiting for stuff to happen as the event starts and up pulls this car and mr locksmith just like pops out and he just grabs a bag or whatever and heads in and i'm like you know what i've been to many a show in my life i've never just seen the main event that i paid money to go see just pop out the car like that i'm with bonnie we're with some strangers we just met and we all just had this like such a cool fucking moment of like locksmith just i know it sounds so kind of silly no, it's, it's but like not. that was the kind of night it was, you know. Unfortunately, there wasn't like a crazy large number of people in that crowd. It sounds and like, but that made it like so fucking cool in a sense for like me as being in the crowd. So then there was some DJ scratching itty scratches, and that was all right. Um, there was some open micy stuff, and um, whatever. It was a good time, and uh, then there was some other rapping peoples. And then Locksmith came out and he spit his shit and he was like looking me in the eyes and whatnot. What I'm trying to say is right after a moment like that, you're kind of biased, right? You know, I could just like, I could just close my eyes and I'm like right there next to him again. Right. And that was also like, like he's a really talented fellow, right? And like he's really fucking like tall, extraordinarily tall. At some point, I hope I have flashed up a picture that, <laughs> that he actually liked on uh, Your Lady Friend Body's Instagram. She has an Instagram now. But he's so fucking tall. That was my first thoughts. I'm like, damn, dude. I feel real, like, not insecure. I've gotten used to being five foot seven. Um, I'm okay with my height. Uh, it's a meter 70 for you, European folk. But um, he's huge. Like, and he's so, like, skinny too so it's like just tall like i'm not in a bad way it was just the most striking thing and i don't mean that disrespectfully because you said i talked to him and he said he would watch it if i instagrammed him but it was just so powerful it's such a presence and you know like i just it was so cool like i was a little bit nervous speaking to him apparently according to bonnie my glasses actually fogged up while i talked to him and i'm like oh that's so fucking awkward dude he's two years older than me i made me feel like i'm a fucking like kid or something i don't know his presence is just so pure i don't know if that see it this is what happens when you like he's so chill he talked like talk to us like like just sit there I'm like you know that's some humble ass shit yo it really it was powerful and then whatever he said he had actually watched part of the olive branch review and like he seemed to know who the fuck we were when i said behind that suit not like uh whatever whatever no it seemed like 
and i said the hour and a half review he was like holy shit i actually do know you guys are from montreal like he had like this like you live here like he had this connection of like holy shit you guys i saw you on the internet like not maybe didn't like watch us like but it seemed like it was a sincere moment and i think having locksmith recognize that our work even if he didn't like our review that's not important the fact that he saw even a bit of it and I could have that moment. I don't know. It's the kind of shit that, as a person, I guess, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. And it made the evening really great. It also made the evening really late, which made yesterday really late, which made the recording this late and everything's going to be late. But it was so fucking worth it. He was such a he's such a cool guy. Like, yeah, I can I can stop now maybe. But I don't know, man. I'm going to start going out to more shows and shit because yeah, that was a great experience. I liked it a lot. It was fun. Um, thank you, Locksmith, if you do watch this. Like, I cannot say it enough. It was so great of you to come in and kill that show and make it such a lit, fucking dope-ass thing. Anyway. So, yeah, I also listened to Ali a bunch in the last few days. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about is that particular album. Um, I realized, uh, yeah, what do you think about the title? What do you think about the cover, since you haven't said a whole bunch? I like the cover. I like the, the coloring. I like how it kind of pops in different ways um <clears throat> it seems not and, and and not like in a bad way like it just kind of seems like a little bit all over the place just coloring wise just like the well, it looks like a prayer carpet but it also looks like there's some blood on it and then right. there's that symbol which i i guess is ali i really don't know i'm sorry i saw it on a hat it looked really cool on a hat kind of wish i bought the hat but then i was like fuck i'm not rich enough right now <laughs> but it is a dope cover though like it really kind of symbolizes who i guess he is and part of his culture and part of um where like you know where he's from and what he believes in so i think that's like also very powerful as a as an album cover as well like this is this this kind of screams like personal this kind of screams like learning growth uh, I'm gonna teach like this is something that means something to me not saying that like, you know Of course all the albums you've made or don't mean anything to you just in terms of what I'm getting from this cover like this is more depth um, I like it. I think it's simple um, Ali is very from what I understand. I think it's like it's part of his name Like his, his like birth name So it's him. Yeah, like I, I wasn't sure if it was like a reference to like uh, uh, Muhammad Ali or somebody like that but then mm -hmm. I looked up his name and it's Davud Ali Asghari I hope I didn't say that bad but I was like oh so it's him that makes total fucking sense especially with the content of the project right like mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me and I really like that because it really makes me want to hear the album just to hear the the stories of his existence you know like right. you know what I'm trying to say there right um, again, that I feel like that also um, works with your description of the cover. Yeah. Anyway, there are 15 of the, the little tracky tracks up on this one. So it all might just start with a bloodline. I mean, what do you think it is, Chris? We'll let you start. I like the energy coming off onto the first track. The beat is booming. It's it's there. It's lively. It's kind of taking you to some like a different space a little bit. It kind of has this effect of just kind of like, and and we've said this before on on the podcast. Like albums should be able to take you out of your real reality and bring you into the mind of the artist or like bring you to another spot. So I like how it kind of starts off like that. I like how I'm I'm transitioning through the song. Um, I mean, 
the lyrics. You want me to give the genius speech, don't you? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Mr. Locksmith, if you are in fact watching this, uh, this is what I call the genius speech. This is just because I come to the website, Genius, for lyrics. We do this because we review a lot of albums. And so you got to kind of create that efficiency in your life. And you do rely on a tool like Genius, not for the, I don't even read it anymore. Like when I'm listening to my albums and doing my reviews, I don't even really look at the lyrics no more. I'm listening to the album. But if the lyrics aren't available, I want to be able to quote some shit. I want to be able to like really make a point of it. It gets real hard if the lyrics aren't available. Not because I'm not listening, but A, I'm going to fuck it up. I always misquote when I write it myself. I'm just not the best transcriber. It's like a fucking skill and I have to do it. Plus, it takes a long time, like a very long time. So and I apologize if that sounds lazy or whatever. I really do. Let's be clear. He also does the double time rap. So, so I, I want to make I want to make it clear. I will make the effort. Every time I review somebody to still transcribe some shit for my notes to the best. So I fucked some up. I know I misquoted you, Locksmith. But just as a good SEO, modern era point of view, I know that posting your own lyrics might not sound like the coolest idea. But if you were to post them yourself or whoever, every rapper out there who might watch this, it's just... It'll help all the reviewers incentivize them because unfortunately the genius guys are not paying their people to promote the, you guys for some reason. In fact, there is even a freaking actual dude and I want to give him a little shout out because he put in the effort, this guy named This Be Mark, who really put this effort into transcribing a bunch of the lyrics of this album. So there are a lot of them that we got. Bloodline does not have a lot of lyrics out there. So starting off the jump, uh, just to point it out, like the very first song did not have all the lyrics. And so I think another four, as we come across, we'll point them out. You'll notice the quality of how much we quote or fluidity of the review might change on those songs. But it's because you're spending more time worrying about having something to say in the moment and not like fucking it up then you are actually listening to the songs that's just my feedback as a reviewer for artists because i want to be able to do my due diligence while we're talking about it like i said the same thing on the k reno reviews and stuff like that and it's unfortunate and to the fans out there if everybody did their little due diligence and put out one song each it all gets put up real quick. And I know some people like Ismail have done it. Like Ismail Gadamsi, our patron, has done it for others. And I have, I've tried for a couple of people. I know it's a really lengthy experience. Like it could take over an hour to do one song. I understand it. That's why Locksmith probably has the lyrics somewhere. And for him, it's a lot quicker. So anyway, this is the genius speech. We've got that out of the way. Chris, go ahead. How do you feel about the song? So... Now that we've gotten that out of the way, from what I understand, at least being able to read and kind of comprehend, I think, from, like, the, the chorus, uh, you know, Locksmith kind of comes in right off the jump, like, super heavy, thumper on his lap, bullet to his head, God in his soul, so he good as dead, God only knows what he really did, looking for him, but he never hid, and uh, it kind of follows up with, yeah, that's how they do, do it, it on, on the, the daily. So, yeah. I feel like right away... We're going to get some type of like how they moved in his in his area, what his kind of experience was life, uh, his life experience was kind of where he's from and whatnot. Um, and then just to kind of like, I guess, give a little bit of an insight. The first couple of bars, right? Or the first couple of lines right off the bat are 
drug addiction afflicted with my bloodline within my bloodline within my bloodline both sides of my family's victims of drug crimes uncles on my mother's side smoke crack finance selling guns where my other some i might have fucked this up where my other uncles are at uh blah. it's in the news we on the news they call us terrorists embarrassed i was so confused they hypocrites so our temperament was not amused i asked my father he said ignore it and finish school i was bruised so like I'm, I'm going way slower like he's actually killing this out like this really fast-paced ridiculous like flow and i want to just make a, a little another little speech here um i have been guilty of criticizing underground rappers for relying heavily on like flows like this while saying virtually nothing and being like carbon copy clones of each other and like right off the jump uh if you look at that like hook that he presents us with it could look a certain way and be a little bit generic but it's something you can vibe to and it really flows well and it's mm -hmm. setting you up to follow it up with this verse where instantly it's almost like he drops a veneer and he comes in and punches real fucking quick with some powerful like where i come from some situations he's experienced whether it's the drug situation or racial tensions of having to watch people that look like yourself on the news being branded and labeled a certain type of way mm -hmm. you know you know, his father's pushing him towards school. He has scars and shit that comes from the result of this. And just to paint that kind of picture of the complex reality that he comes from, the bloodlines being both his family and, like, his ethnicity is fucking powerful. You know, and then, like, in the second verse, I didn't quote as much, but he, he like, follows it up and keeps it going. I also did write down, hard to take a stand when they stand on your neck. Take a stand when they stand you a, a threat. Um, it's how they do us on the daily. They don't show the bullets and tanks aiming at babies. They don't show the nefarious race. They yell, pay me. Every time a war is fought, they block borders like, whoa, whoa. You know, and it was like fucking hype. And uh, to me, it's really cool. That juxtaposition of unapologetic truth. Now, this might be the truth that he fully understands, or this might be real, real truth. I'm not doubting you, Locksmith. I'm saying, like, this just sounds to me like the man's perception everything he's lived through kind of giving you a bit of like where he's coming from while being motherfucking dope like sand castles are bogus when the beach is flooded Oof! like that's a really interesting lyric right just by itself because you could have the most pretty motherfucker to thing but if the foundation is not set in proper like look a little wave comes crushes your sand castle a lot of wisdom that's kind of being dropped or in, in what he's trying to present the last line i grabbed was the roots of my family tree are fertilized with sin and i can relate to some shit like that my my i mean i grew up nowhere near uh richmond but like my family's not exactly the simplest conversational topic and so i can relate to that type of lyric so i think it's cool that he's able to both present it in a way where it's really true to him but also something that other people can connect to but also something that's basically as dope as a tech nine would do with flows you know mm -hmm. like he's competing in that that lane of absolute dopeness yep. i can see how on the subject of beats it's gonna be hit or miss i'm gonna be real this guy is spitting over this beat and i'm fucking liking it but i could also see how other people might hear this beat and not enjoy it but that that combination of like i guess I don't know what the right sounds are, but the sounds that he's using in that beat are slightly different while mixing it with this, to me, almost pure hip-hop goal. Like, he's not trying to be, like, whatever. He's trying to make some good 
bop your head music or whatever. And I feel like he's trying to give off this type of energy with the song because I did replay replay the song a couple of times to try to get the feel and try to listen along and understand. Um, and something that I noticed is just it has this lively feel. It has this sense of making you want to kind of move and 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 kind of do something with what he's telling you like it's it's not really that he's it's not like he's yelling at you or nothing it's it's more just like understand that i'm about to explain to you events that have happened that i've seen that i've witnessed that i've experienced and it's just it's cool to kind of get that off this first track and he's and he's not really bragging about himself either like he's not really flashing or whoever he's really taking it to another level of like his again his culture what he believes in and what maybe like his family might believe in or what they've had to go through and and that kind of gives another layer like again bringing you from your reality to his and and i feel like that was something that was really done well on this song i just thought it was really like okay i'm gonna have 4.5 it's uh the whole genre that you're in the super lyrical shit no wow i just flubbed that one up basically it's fucking dope in the sense that i feel like that hook is is cool and it kind of sucks when it gives you something to vibe the lyrics is super tight everything is fucking proper and what it's supposed to be i don't know i got a 4.5 it's a really good song i don't know what else to say i really enjoyed it it's maybe not my absolute definition of perfection but like the content is so fucking interesting that like it makes it really easy to come back and listen to it again and again because you know like it's just a per- you're getting a really pure perspective like you don't have to worry about what's being said and he just backs up every line with some proper shit I'm not just I'm not just dick riding because I, I feel like Locksmith is gonna watch this. I'm saying it like I, I even said it to his face. Um he's the kind of guy who doesn't give a fuck in the kind of way that you're not supposed to give a fuck. Like he he clearly doesn't care about what people think, but he mm-hmm. clearly still has caring for things that fucking matter. And I think that really reflects through it. So the energy and the spirit of what he gives off, like the essence of what he's selling in his music to me is is pretty fucking admirable and it makes sense why he's not gonna pop and be like famous because people don't like being people don't like to confront truth in lyrics it's something i've learned as a reviewer so that's what attracts me to him the the truth the power anyway i could just go on all day uh but did you give it a grade i i gave the song a 4.2 uh i enjoyed it i thought it was a really great start to the album it's just the only thing and, and this might just be me but sometimes dealing with the tra- tricky rapidy rap flows it's like i kind of lose um not interest but i, I kind of lose the the content because i get into like the syllable plays and the sounds of that and that and um i'm not saying that there needs to be lyrics or anything but i do think that when i do want to be able to quote some shit of when like the certain flows that i really like i would like to let's just run with that for a quick second say you listen to this track there's at least a few lines that are going to pop into your head and stand out and shit so even if you don't catch everything i feel like there's enough being given out on a first listen that you're like yo what the fuck did you just say and you honestly like i've heard the song five six times now and i don't even feel like i'm done with it just this one in particular has a great flow and i really enjoy it it's a good mix of like pop sounds and underground shit like it's cool i don't know how else to really describe it but yo give me a sec we got another track to talk about 
I breathed a big sigh of relief seeing all of these fucking lyrics on the internet for this song. No, Chris? Did you not go? I did. Ah, oh, thank goodness. I did. Um, I like this. Um, I feel like the beat, it's different from the last one, but it also still feels similar. I, I know that's a dumb statement, but like we're in the same genre. We're in the same lane of beats. I feel like this, it's the violin sounds. Like the violins are right. uh, very, very... Um, heavy in this song uh so like there's differences because they're clearly different beats yes but like they're also really like a similar tempo a similar flow a similar feel in that regard which i don't really think is a problem at all because locksmith just kind of drops in and, and comes fucking quick and, and absolutely like ridiculous mm-hmm. really uh what, what did you think well i i agree that the i feel like the beat uh consistency is to give us a little bit like still keeping us in a certain mindset i feel like he's using or at least he's he's playing along with these beats to keep us somewhere where he wants us to be um right off the jump he comes in with that fast flow and he's automatically killing it and he's very technical about it and and i started to kind of notice like there's there's certain very like, happy you said that. jumps and 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 certain like skips that he'll use to either like switch the flow or like go back to go maybe going a little bit slower or speeding it up or hit like a chopper a double time so it's the the technicality in his in his bars are really mm. fucking good may i interject with something he can do it live just like that just just <laughs> just like that so boom don't like because some people can't do it live locksmith can so i just wanted to throw it out there it is what you would picture it sounds like that but not like there's a backtrack just him fucking spitting that clearly live which if you've ever done live that's hard go on please in verse one i think this might explain it any ambition i had to seek out a mission i had to sleep in the kitchen when i was hopeless then and right there it's like he has that ambition to want to be to do better and try to succeed and do all this stuff he's trying to run for that mission and you kind of get like you know being hopeless and maybe homeless or having to sleep on your in your friend's kitchen or even on your friend's couch it's like it gives you that determination to want to do better and then you start to you know i kind of relate that to wanting to master your craft and mastering what you can do to get out of your position um i mean uh a little bit lower in the first verse uh i don't need a boss or a label to police me i don't need a foe or a loss to increase me did it for a year then i told them to release me that's just the bruises you take away when you finally arrive scraping my checks man i had to survive suffocating i suffered waiting i'm supplicating my income to the shit stung bottled my pride like right there he's already given us that experience like i've been through labels i've been through the nonsense i don't want the drama i don't want to have to jump through the hoops i'm doing my own thing i'm trying to even if and i feel like when he's going scraping my checks man i had to survive i feel like i don't think he's complaining about it i feel like he's he's just explaining and, and literally just going like because i chose to be independent i knew what i had to do to make it to where i am now to to keep that like independent consistent drive and 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 keep that so that was really 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 something cool uh that i really got from that um the the song itself is 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 really still capturing me at this point and i really think it's now because of the piano keys which i i've noticed a lot of the piano keys on this album are very good the way that the melodies work out they're very very nice so I'm, i'm gonna like a lot of those uh and then we go into verse two and something that also uh 
stuck out with me was let it be said if i shed blood it wasn't in vain now they want me to tame myself see the life i portray as some sort of game and for that i had to blame myself and that just kind of like really yelled at me and i like that can we just hone in on how good of a fucking like poetic line let it be said if i shed blood it wasn't in vain because it's like a double entendre while literally being the same thing like it's it's such a good line because if you shed blood your blood isn't in the vein right but if you shed blood not in vain you know so if you actually anyway i thought it was fucking great i know i'm terribly explaining it but no that's the kind of poetry he kind of like laces into this shit too so that's really cool anyway then there's the rest of it where yes he explains as you were saying well i like i like how he's have that like introspective knowledge and that type of perspective where he's like yeah and i'm not saying he did this but like let's say in a hypothetical world yeah i might be out here rocking like chains and money and stuff like that but now he seems to be taking this like um, this approach where he's trying to like teach people to be better than that or like not kind of do that so he wants to change and he and he realizes to blame himself like you can't really preach something that you don't want other people to listen to in a way I'm not explaining this properly but I mean that makes sense um, but like I just want to like add to like the whole like, core of this song to me it's like he's kind of looking at I'd say the pop the pop sphere or like the mainstream yeah and comparing his grind and his mission against theirs now you'll notice that very frequently i will shit on rappers who, who just make boring ass songs dissing mainstream rappers because i find them fucking boring and they they just attack people or they make fun of a little yadi who like i like little yadi's music so it's not bad music it's just maybe not good hip-hop in the spirit of what hip-hop culture is to mm-hmm. pe- you know like i'm not really that kind of person I don't. I do not think good Lil Yachty is a good rapper. He's a fucking fun pop star, you know. Like, but what the issue is is, I guess, the content and the messaging and stuff. So, do I rock Lil Yachty's music? Nah, not really. I don't really want to support him. I reviewed him a couple of times because I wanted to understand his music better, and so I didn't just be like a fucking judgmental hater. Or would you turn it off if it played at a party? Uh, depends if I have controlled the music. Nobody lets me oh, fucking shit. control the music. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I play some weird oh, shit. I was trying to give him some benefit that you know um, you'd bump it if you're at a party. Or I would play like locksmith's music at a party, and that's why they don't let me control the fucking mic. Because I'm like, yo, I want that lyrical shit with messages, and people are like, that's not fun. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but what I liked about locksmith is that he's attacking almost behavioral characteristics that bother him this isn't about a type of music or about dudes who are in a lane that he wishes he was in because most often these underground guys come off in this disingenuous way where i feel that they're just mad that their music isn't number one or Whereas, at least like popping and i feel like locksmith is just mad that everybody that's popping is actually kind of fake or that they're selling poisonous messages or like it sounds like after like i read the autobiography of malcolm x and it kind of sounds like he read a bunch of shit like that and he's very inspired to live in a in a way where you're you're being pure to yourself and you're not promoting these fake ass messages for the sake of a dollar like it sounds stupid but i'm pretty sure i understand music well enough that i could probably write some whack-ass shit that would pop 
Like just just write a song about coffee cups and, and like fucking dye my hair or something. Fucking use a marker for face tats. That would go viral. I'm not kidding. But I could. You're, do, you're but, right. You're but absolutely like that's, right. That's some bullshit. I would never do that shit because bullshit. You know, like. But be, I feel like they're. But you could, and so like I think that I agree with Locksmith, man. The way he puts this down, it sounds like follow my conscience. I skipped all the nonsense. No cosign or sponsor. I breathe. I mean, here I am trying to build album reviews out and fucking build a platform because no, you know, it's not about selling my soul and shit. It's about understanding and growth and trying to inspire people to care about stuff and whatever. So I'm not even saying I'm accomplished, but when I hear him say some shit like that, I feel like I can connect to it, you know? One of my nostrils for every apostle that's 400 waiting to mock as you bleed. They don't understand. They want to pass judgment. Rather have spammed than a stand with some substance. I mean, I literally feel like I have a song that I put out that was uh, like in the same vein of it, you know, like so much of this I just relate to because I am also annoyed by a lot of the behaviors described as I understand that there are things like record labels who will promote certain behavioral habits like doing drugs that make people kind of dumb or pushing certain lifestyles that aren't conducive to a lot you know like they don't really want you to listen to most deaths black on both sides but then anymore. i got a question if the how do you okay so how do you pick these people like as a label so for example uh, yeah yeah as a label how do you pick these people Man, like, they have like math algorithms and shit now they can run a sound and know what sounds gonna pop and then they just find a guy who's willing to say whatever dumb shit like you think gucci and louis vuitton and shit don't pay like warner to get their rappers to bring up their shit you don't think there's some fucking back-end deal no, not, over there that doesn't that. exist i'm saying like i'm saying like or maybe they really don't in a case if nobody's no, making money on that like, adding oh fuck <sighs> How do you pick it? You have guys who like, look at analytics sheets and know what the fuck sounds work. Right, right. But I'm saying like... It doesn't matter who the rapper is. But that rapper has been out before. Like... I mean, nowadays... I don't think... I don't think like me, I could say... I could be a rapper and say anything and then... But I don't think the label's going to pick me unless the, I have the, a following. You know what I'm saying? And how do you get that following? So, so here's what happens. It's a fucking circle. Uh, a certain person will go up and make a song about like getting fucked up and, and, and committing crimes or, or whatever. Right. And that becomes the hot sound. So now all the other little bobos. But that only becomes the hot sound. Like, let's say you put it on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and then I stumble upon it and I'm like, hey, share this. Hey, look at this. Yeah. So and it's that, like that happens all the time. So how does that keep happening? So the first one happens whenever the fuck it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then everyone's copying it and trying to change it a little bit. So the next one pings up and but then my it becomes. What I'm trying to make is that wouldn't happen if people who listen to music wanted better shit. So your point is people are brainwashed into being stupid. That's kind of part of the problem. I mean, literally, they have a math uh, formula where they know how to write songs. I'm talking about the label level, like mm -hmm. you, you Warner, Universal, like the big motherfuckers who are copyright claiming our channel right now. Woo, they taking our little cheddar. We made $5 on our Eminem Marshall Mathers review. Marshall Mathers LP. It's gotten that. good. It's gotten that. The little... Green circle turned black. Fuck you, Holden. We're taking your money. Fine. We use stolen content. I accept. I'm not even fighting it. We deserve that shit. We don't do that no more. We use five-second fair use clips. That's fair use. Well, I was doing not fair use. We use 10 seconds of we the music. 
not really i use the music video and music videos are more complicated because unless you're actually critiquing everything that's copywritten then you didn't need to use it and so we're not talking about set designs and dance choreographies half the time so mm -hmm. we fail the copy the fair use check anytime we use the music video not related to locksmith but back to like the point of it is is so certain sounds and certain things are going to get hot and people are going to put money behind it and they're going to put money behind certain lifestyles and they're going to make it all look a certain way Come so on. then all the little people start faking it how do you find the next one that guy's doing it he gets a following because he's copied that guy because people in the pop market just like repetition what's actually really weird is the first person to make a sound typically is not the one that pops it's usually the second or third single that sounded like the other single that actually goes number one so they look for that first one that new sound that's kind of bubbling then they find it they own it they reproduce it and it's all bullshit. but frequently the messaging is yo give gucci your money or yo fucking buy this lavish bullshit but like then you start considering stuff like it's not really a good way to build success in your life for most people and that lifestyle looks toxic as shit the more you think about it because they're just emulating that 80s rock star shit now and that 80s rock star shit made a bunch of fucking other people stupid anyway i could rant about this all day but when he goes all you riding waves look to me and do the same y'all too busy counting plays counting money bitch i'm paid that was an interesting line to me because of the metric focus i actually stopped giving a fuck about our views and our sub count on youtube i care but like it's not as important to me as the patrons that's a better metric that's like those five people actually give us money directly as a business person you're like those five people are serious everyone else is dope but how could you not consider the other ones to be a little bit more serious i know it sounds rude but you got to count the money to get paid and anyone who thinks that capitalism's awful and you don't need money has never tried to be a professional fucking artist in their life and when you have been well let me tell you something you need to find a way to get paid or else corporate america gonna suck out your soul so either way I really like this song and I feel like his, his skill is proper. I find he raps very quick, very good. I know we tangent into a lot on this one, but that's what we do. I mean, you guys, like, we talk about the song, we talk about what the song makes us talk about. I feel like that just brings value to it. If a song yeah. can do that, it's good. Like, it gives a different so, conversational topic. I suppose you could say the more we can tangent on a song and not talk about the song, the better the song is. Uh, but no, for real, the beats I. I would say that the beat is basically like I, I like the beats. I'm not in love with the beats. I think Locksmith is absolutely fucking fire though on both of these tracks. Um, 4.5 on five. Really enjoyed listening to this one. I really think his skills there. I like his like fucking fucking with anybody pretending is probably the biggest lama you can find. No, trusting a person that you thought is deserving even worse than you, uh, you got it several times. Go like just the way he does his little ad lib game. I like the way his chorus is kind of break it up a little bit do their job right i also like how he does not give a fuck about conventional song structure another thing that i thought about that uh popped into my head is a lot of pop or label like music and in fact you'll hear it all the times even in the local scene everybody's trying to write 16s why why do we all have to write 16s like it's not hard to write a 20 sometimes a song just needs a 12 you know or sometimes that verse is like a 34 or maybe fuck it let's go crazy why don't we write a 19 
Like, why do we stick to these fucking 16s? Add three more bars. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Sometimes, like, I've, I've actually asked one of my sound engineers to give me a 17 because I wanted, like, I just wanted a little bit of extra. Like, I'm, I, it's like, to me, it's like music should be about whatever feels right, you know, as you're making a song. So having, like, a really long first verse, really short second verse, the hook, that breaks That's away good. from that, uh... 16 8 16 sorry the, the the formula for a long time was uh what is it four bar intro 16 bar verse eight bar hook 16 bar verse eight bar hook 16 bar verse eight bar hook four bar outro you could lease that shit for 80 dollars off of any site all those beats math so like fucking like, banger shit so do you think that that would be a locksmith didn't do that it's like really no, fucking I, I... crazy verse <laughs> and then chorus then a little verse then chorus but is that um, feels like produced? more like do you feel like like when it's more i think it's just simple okay i think that beat makers are trying to go quick i think that they know that rappers will buy it and people will lease it and i think there's a whole economy around this and everybody's trying to copy sounds like i personally don't want to even buy a beat unless i can own it and then i want that like life in it and then maybe i want to change it or maybe i'll rap over parts that are supposed to be the chorus and then we change it and, you know like that's how it should be in my opinion to give that organic process but i like that locksmith does that shit anyway this sounds a 4.5 i'm really happy with it for me it was a 4.3 that's okay. Did you, I know I've talked a lot, but Locksmith made me very happy, so I'm very passionate in this moment. Why don't we uh, have Jaron Benton join the conversation as we ghost? I've been watching Power, so Ghost is kind of cool because he's the character on Power. Anyway, Ghost. Yeah. I did watch all the music videos on this album. None of them spoke to me in any significant way. They were just regular videos to me. They showed the guys. There's one comment I'll make on a certain music video, but this one was fine i just wanted to show that i put that effort in to watch the videos because i know people make them how do you feel about the track oh um it, at this point i was like holy shit everything i don't like about hobson and tech nine is not here but he's got everything i like about hobson and tech nine even jaron benton <laughs> you know like so it's like and that's what i really appreciated you see hobson and tech nine and if anybody's friends with them i don't really care but they will say shit like real motherfuckers do real shit and you're like bro you're fake i know you're fake because you're both corporate sellers that are pity partying it up and you don't give a fuck about your fans you give a fuck about their money mr forbes list um and then you got fake motherfuckers get away we don't give a fuck how you feel bitch we've been counting money all day i've been on the grind all year i've been getting my ah yeah and you just feel like it you know what it is Tech Nine's been famous for so long, he pretends like he's still on the grind. He's not. He's on the rich, wealthy man grind. That's not a grind. That's like the grind that we all <coughs> dream to one day get to, dog. That's like sustaining, I feel. Didn't he make nine million one year? Are you fucking kidding me? You're not on the grind no more. Not in the same grind. On the other hand, Locksmith, you feel it. You just feel he's still on the grind. You know how I know he's on the grind? I really humbled me. He fucking killed a performance for like 40 people in the room. That's on the grind. You still win to perform for 40 people like that and kill it like it's the first show you ever done. Respect, man. And the mics cut and shit. I hope the promoter people don't watch the mics cut and shit. And if I was Lost Smith, I would have been real fucking mad. He maybe looked a little bit fucking mad, but he, he held his composure. He was a serious professional about that shit. And he, it was just so great to watch his ethos in play but you just feel it so maybe having seen that experience makes it that much more believable to me whereas you know 
that that happened to Tech Nine, you know he's gonna maybe act like a little bit of a baby and then write a song dissing that specific venue. Yeah, Hobson too. I don't know about Hobson. Hobson's too busy trying to justify his girlfriend situation to people. <laughs> anyway, I don't I don't like what these guys represent. So. Yo, yeah, how do I make a market? How do I break a plan? How do I fashion out of nothing enough to finally sustain? How do I take a notion of focus not the, uh, and not like the game? How do I tunnel through the sewage and never show a mistaken vein? Pure vanity, candidly, I was speaking fascinated with fame. My desire started to peak. I'm taking a route and making a lane that none of you here were seeking. I'm seeking that lane, locksmith. That's, that's like why I'm raving on your review here. I really like that questioning, how he's questioning these things. I like how um, these are kind of like questions that a lot of uh artists and a lot of people, especially the people with integrity in the game right who like are really trying to do it i want to say differently and i mean differently in terms of not being that machine produced artist like really trying to break away from a lot well, of like i mean just on those lines right what i'm hearing him say is how do I both gain that capital success and get that attention and get like As breakthrough? Because I want to be famous. Right. Like, listen, I know Locksmith, I know you have that lines about how the interviewers is interviewing interviewees trying to be famous, but a lot of us people doing reviews are just rappers trying to get some clout because for whatever reason our environment and our cities don't don't but have that, a scene like everyone else's, right? Well, hold on, hold on. But we'll that's, get but I, that's <laughs> it. But that you brought it up. That is it. Like <laughs> Are we going to literally sit here and act like we don't want to be that? Like, just that Absolutely amount of thing? Absolutely not. Like, However, if I was interviewing Locksmith right. or whatever, I would absolutely... I'm not a rapper in that moment. You know, like I will bring it up on the podcast if I feel like it's relevant through my life experiences to a discussion. But I do not plug my music. Like, it's not about you listening to me. I don't fair, give a fuck. Fair, You're fair, here fair. for... The review of locksmith's work that's what you're here for and i get the point of what he's trying to make like you look at dj academics and you're like oh you're really all about that shit. but i was a rapper who fucking did not pop at that and now i'm just trying to find any kind of way to make noise mm -hmm. so that's how i look at myself and i'm not trying to hide that i just plus for me it's education either way i'm reviewing his album and i hope he appreciates it but still i think that looking at his desire to break through while being a rapper because in a sense, you, he could probably look at me and be like, bro, this is a bit of a sell-up move. And I'd be like, you're totally right, Locksmith. But this is my grind. <laughs> this is my grind. You know, that's why, I, you know, anyway. But uh, I really liked how this came in and how he just kind of paints it out like that. And then, you know, the the I feel like the overall verse just flows in and he you kind of feel his progress, how he learns from every little thing that goes on, how he takes every verse as a surgeon, an inclination for nourishment, every stress is a test and a testament to him flourishing. I'm putting my flag down till it's permanent. I concur. Real motherfuckers do real shit. Faith motherfuckers get away. Nah, it's dope, man. Like, and I feel like for my soul, for the person I am, for like looking up to people like i know it sounds crazy because like dude's basically a little bit older than me but how am i not supposed to look at a guy who's living my dream and, and also hear him kind of saying such motivational honest shit like bro like that's that's ridiculous like to me that is like anybody that continues to say real hip-hop is dead this dropped in what 20 okay december 2018 it's basically so it's a 2019 yeah. album the fuckers just don't want to put the effort in to find a real shit whereas i found myself being inspired by dudes day over day i like jaron benton on this album a lot more than i liked him on the dizzy right album i thought he really came in proper he followed 
the suit. He did all the right things. You got to go through rigor mortis for support. Hate us a pistol, a plastic straw, smack the bodies get wrapped with a bag of guys bodies get hat with sauce these be bitches packed with floss so she put the filters on thinking that will attract the boss you know again like it's painting through this fake shit from a different angle from a different perspective people dying from dirty syrup sprite and them zans if i don't get rich i'm gonna go nuts when you die that's when your sales go up what the fuck well, and you know that's a really interesting point too because i mean look at little peep i i don't I don't know that I would have listened to Lil Peep if he was alive. That's the honest truth. I listened to Lil Peep because he died. I listened to Triple X and Tayshan more seriously, and you know because he died because it was controversy but around I think, him. And I know I, that's. And I think there's more to that though. I think it's because we are so. How old was Peep? How young. old was Triple X? Young. That, How old that's is not Uzi? relevant. How old? Is, no, that's actually, not, actually, that's actually, not relevant on. to I, me. Maybe okay. Maybe not to you. To me, it's like these guys like their name appeared and I took them more seriously and I got curious more because they were dead. Whereas Jaron Benton, I mean, I've known who he is since like 2010, 11, whenever he joined Funk Volume and I've never listened to his music. So he's alive and I never bothered to listen to it. I'm saying I'm a different person now and how I approach it, but go back three, four years, man, I'm exactly that kind of fucking, you know how like wrestling people call the fans who like just kind of believe it and are kind of dumb marks? I was a mark for hip hop for a long time. And so now when I'm hearing it, it's like really powerful to me. Then there's that third verse, but let's be real. When he goes into the little bridge, when he goes, real motherfuckers do real shit. Fake motherfuckers eat a dick. I'm steadily getting more and more men and, more with, and with more venom, really. I'm bored with him. What, you know, he goes on to that last verse. I just love how he breaks that up in that like uh, little bit. Well, speaking of the last verse, I do like when he goes, ready to raise the bar. Every bar is essential. Ask him. This is what you ask for. You willing to bleed? I'm willing to crash for it delete my social media dashboard dash towards what you think is so your only good. voice um, will follow anything if you never give them a choice and that that really kind of stuck out to me on the terms of like the way that we have access to like all these social oh media gosh. platforms the way that we have all of these like we can just spam everybody with our tracks and our music it's like at one point and maybe maybe i'm weak i'm not even gonna lie about that but I'm eventually just gonna subscribe or like just because you like you're everywhere at this point. Like you're on Insta, you're on Snap, you're on Face, you're on Twitter, you're on this, I you're mean, on this. Like eventually, I I, I do feel myself kind of just being like, I right, fuck it, like I would like eventually I care because you're just there. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't want to do. sound like I'm trying to be brainwashed that's, or that's, nothing, but it's like that's part of what the problem with the whole overall music system is. If you don't have the $3.5 million or whatever that number is, and it is that ludicrously high to pop off a single, well, good luck. Like You're suddenly gonna... I care about Cardi now. And that's a that's a loaded topic. Um, do we want to talk about that? No, we don't want to talk no. about that now. That's I do, another show. Do you guys... That's another show. Any of y'all watching, how do you feel about the Cardi B drugging situation? I just, I'm curious. Um, I want to hear what you think. You guys can ask what I think, and maybe we'll approach that when I'm a little bit more knowledgeable on it. Um, in the meantime, I want to point out one more thing before we move on, because these are some, like, there's some petty feelings I have towards fast rappers lately, and I feel like we keep we keep coming to the same shit. But uh -oh. then Locksmith comes in and drops three tracks that are so fucking dope on content that there are two things I noticed. Nobody's saying cricket. It's fucking <laughs> incredible. <laughs> there's none of this filler. Chaws. None of this filler shit, really. I mean, there's normal ad-libs. And, <laughs> and nobody mentions cocaine. 
or strippers or hoes so far? You know, like what? Dope hip hop. <laughs> dope hip hop can be dope. It's honestly you can, you can chop. You can come fucking hard. I make it real. This is why I actually really liked this Locksmith album is because I feel like I spent like months complaining about certain things. Then I listened to this and I'm like, oh, that's what I was looking for. That's it. And I, I figured this out after I bought like tickets for him and shit too. Right, so that right, even influenced right. my decision to buy. Um, anyway, so I give this a five. This is hype. This is fucking hype and like dope and it's fast and it's good and everything is lyrical in a way where like i feel inspired and educated as opposed to you're telling me about how much better your life is than mine i feel like i can connect to locksmith through his music so far and that's really cool i do agree it is very educational uh in a in a, in a wisdom opening type of way i really enjoy how he's he, he uh locksmith has this it's like this this crazy drive to want to teach people, and I'm gonna keep saying that because every every according to Karis one in the gospel of hip hop, that's like a fundamental part of what makes hip hop hip hop, is the desire to uplift, shed share knowledge, and like do that type of shit. I so mean, what you're case, describing also really shows like Locksmith's love for the actual culture, like exactly. wanting to teach and wanting to to grow and and that community like that's just powerful. Uh, Jaron Benton, I didn't speak much about him, but but he, he was good. He was good. Um, I don't actually really know who he is. Um, I know who he is because of the fact that like, I know Hobson and Dizzy Wright and all of them at one point. So I, I know who he is. I've actually just never heard anything from him. Um, but he was good. He kept up with he kept up with Locksmith. It was great. I had a, I had a great time. There wasn't really much for me that I kind of took away. So, yeah. But I left it at a 4.7. That means I, I always rate things really high. And Chris, so you can see the correlation of our grades following a wave. Oh, no. Are we are we riding a wave in a bad way? Are our minds locked in a prison? How perfect must a black kid be before we mourn him? I mean, sometimes you just hear a line and you're like... But don't you mourn... No, no, no. This is like commenting on the fact that like all the black kids getting shot by police and shit are going to instantly have every one of their fucking crimes brought up. Like even that kid who, guy who was in his apartment and the police officer went on the wrong floor and oh, shot that, him. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. Oh, well, he must have been a drug dealer. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude get shot. He's dead. Be sad. End of story. Who the fuck cares if he previously did some shit? And because we like to believe that there's a reason behind everything. And I just anyway. my whole my whole thing on that is just I think it's because she was a cop. And that's okay, it. That's that's not the point. The point is how perfect must a black kid be before of we course. feel free of to course. mourn him? As in our society has conditioned us and given the idea of your mind being a prison sold in a song and shit, you know, everything's alive, everything's a prison. Everything is sad. You don't see the symptoms. Well, I see. I understand what you're saying, dog. Because, like, yo, that is something I encounter a lot. Like, I approach conversations I probably shouldn't in rooms full of white people where there are no ethnic minorities around, often of the male variety. And let me tell you something. It's one thing to hear about shit on the news. It's another thing to be in a room full of old white dudes spitting some shit from another era. 
I'm talking about guys who probably are young enough to not be spitting that rhetoric. It's slightly better sounding, but it's still nonsense. So when I hear stuff like the same reason why Lil Pump is eating office is the same reason why Donald Trump is in office. We fail society as a whole. So how can we blame him when our president is a troll? How can we blame kids when adults are hypocritical? We say do as we say not as we do. That's the ritual. Oh, oh, how are you blaming Lil Pump? For being a little trolly little fucker with getting lots of fellatios on cameras and stuff. How you right. blaming him for being ludicrous with his little hairs and everything? Making that music that's going to get him paid and shit. When the president of the motherfucking country is that. Maybe. Maybe. And I'm just interpreting here. And this is shit I actually really agree with. Like, you can ask Chris. I preach this type of shit in my private life and whatever on this podcast, whatever. Because I think that people often misunderstand the children. But how can you blame kids for being fucking dumb, for making a little pump Harvard dropout album or whatever? How can you blame him when that's what the fucking public and the mainstream tell the kid to be? That's what the president says is good. That's what half the country seems to be fucking supporting. It's Canada's no better. We're just right up there, you know? All I'm trying to say is when I heard that, I thought like I respected Locksmith and then I really respected like I had a newer level of respect than I thought I could have because that was really smart and Kanye said slavery wasn't an amalgam and two weeks later you still bought his album I don't trust the popo or the crack dealers because both the motherfuckers are black killers basically the song is gonna follow suit like this like the whole way through the song and it's fucking great man it's like knowledge and shit in every fucking line but it's also truth it's also pointing out some inconsistencies as for the kanye thing i don't know enough about what it would be like to hear those words as a black person from kanye situation i just can't connect to it i understand that kanye is going to get a lot of attention and whatnot but to locksmith's credit there is a really weird thing about people who are going to be outraged by something a guy like kanye says and if you were outraged by it to then proceed to go and purchase the album is a bit of a wonky ass experience no it's not really it's because common sense it's not really oh shit it sounds a little bit like your mom might be in a prison so like not only is this like dope rapping over dope fucking beat this fucking hype ass shit you know coming in with it 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 just every single line just kind of like really paints this picture of shit that i don't know at least i completely agree with the tone he's taking in his song where he's coming from and it's really interesting to me it really is like from an effort to try to like show you the symptoms to understand the prison so on that i really gotta give him all the kudos in the world to this man it's a fucking cool track nice uh i really like how he took that approach of being locked um there's there's a few things that kind of stuck out to me in terms of how he was ex expressing um this like prison type uh one of the lines was everything's a program that's programmed they program the kids while selling their own brand and like that is that is really interesting to me in terms of how they don't care and it's it's funny because the Brands don't really give a shit if you have money or not. They only really care if you're buying their product. Now, following the I, the idea of like you know buying Conway Kanye's um, Kanye's album after he said a bunch of things, part of me is kind of feeling like it's 
probably the same reason how companies don't care about or brands don't really care about if people have money or not people don't really care about things that much for a long period of time anymore it's like and that's and that's part of where i kind of feel like he's giving off this like prison idea is that we're just so locked into many things now that instead of being put into like one box we're simultaneously dropped into different boxes that we're locked into believing that we should aspire to be or things that we should acquire or the ways that we should act right and the fact of the matter is is that i feel like he's trying to open up and explain like we got to kind of create our own box in a sense our own way of really understanding man he's, he's saying i learned the truth of things exactly that's not your own way not your, own, anything, not your own way in terms of like i'm right and whatever but like learn for yourself I mean, and like grow okay, like, check yourself it. everything's a bureaucracy everything from barack to the current day cabinet they just look for the cash in it educated through youtube is brutal the literary standard for information is google it's futile the internet is a classroom graduate from your bathroom and spew stupid shit like a gas fume assuming you can make the way etc so like i can't get where he's coming from you know like you go ahead and you try to like like where do you get real information from when honestly youtube is fucking stupidly one of the best sources for news right now even if it's a terrible thing there's no journalistic integrity so when google and youtube places where look if you ever work in seo search engine optimization you know that every top 10 list you see is bullshit you know that what you're seeing on the first page of google isn't necessarily truthful knowledge it's optimized for google knowledge so everything is kind of skewed and everything's kind of fucked up to create this prison there's certain censorships in play certain subjects or truths you're not allowed to see certain throttle your information so it feels like the society and the world around us is building this prison of our minds and he is just trying to show you the truth of the situation so i guess that's build your own way maybe i took it more like this is the truth of the situation and here's a whole lot of examples of how this prison manifests in our current existence so i gave it a 4.5 because it's all the other reasons it's fucking a cool beat great rapping interesting subject matter like you're able to just think about stuff it's fucking cool i as well give it a 4.5 all right so the next song has no lyrics and this has been your alarm so this guy it starts off with like this news anchor talking about how the city of richmond has had some crazy ass murder rates over the years but it's incredible as there has been like uh five months not a single death and then it goes until like now and it kind of like frees like up oh, back at it and then it just kind of like flows into the song so it's got like uh i feel like this got more of a pop sound to it like it's a calmer it's more like a vibe driven feel to it lyrically though it really like fucks you up like it starts off in a certain way like you know light blue thing with the trunk broke rolling with my bro and we both broke rolling with my bro when the trunk smoked watching for that whoop whoop and you're like okay you know like sirens or whatever yeah. And then he's like, walk up in a bitch with my face on. I did not really understand what that meant. Fine. And then tell that girl, hop up on this. Whoop, whoop. I'm like, okay. So that's flying. And then I'm like expecting maybe something more oh, pop. With his face on. Like, mm. I, I guess. And then, yeah, I was 25 when my cousin died. Yeah, I was 18 when my homie died. Yeah, I have seen that I couldn't hide. I received dreams, kept them all inside. I'm like, 
that is not what I was expecting to come next as it gets real fucking into the, the, the context of his life again and really dark and serious. And I was like, oh, fucking locksmith, you got me. You got me, you son of a gun. I uh, couldn't wrap my head around coming from where I'm from that uh, that could easily leave you dead in ground. People used to tell my mama that little boy is head in clouds. Now the only time they go get to see me is when they hear it in crowd. And that's interesting, you know, just people saw him as a certain way. He was maybe not like taken very seriously and shit. And now those same people who judged him previously are kind of enamored with him as a rapper. Is now he's all famous and popping and shit. Or, uh, you know, some guys were slinging drugs and shit. He was in school. His sister was singing for a bit. He thought that was fucking funny, and he mocked her for it. Maybe he didn't think it was funny. He mocked her for it. Ironically, ended up making a career off of singing. Rapping is kind of like singing. It's not the same thing, but it's definitely like it. And I feel like uh, this is a really cool song. You really get the sense that he paved his own way through a seriously interesting environment where... I don't know, maybe people had a certain alarm for him, or I don't really know exactly how the title fits in inside of the woo woo, and how he uses that to show different kinds of situations play out. He uses it very intelligently. I gave this a uh, 4.35. I, uh, I liked it. I thought it was really enjoyable, but it definitely felt like, and to, to the benefit of the album, it was a big transition towards a different style to show off what Locksmith can do, obviously. And I think it's important when making an album to have that versatility lest you be another guy who's just rapidly 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 the entire way through your project so to be able to do that slower shit while still being kind of high with it while still being able to say some shit is really important however stylistically i like this one a little bit less so i gave it a 4.35 while still respecting the track um i like this song uh from what from what i kind of took from this song is that it was a very creative way on how he's kind of like very analytic and very visual to what's happening around him. Um, the way he uses the whoop whoops, the sirens, is kind of like, <clears throat> it always has this impact of like something bad's about to happen and then sirens happen and then it's like he switches up topics. And it was cool to think that like, I feel like he's trying to explain like you got to be on alert. You got to be, no matter what you're doing, there's always a warning. There's always an alarm. There's always a, a limit to what you're doing. Even if it's like, you know, chilling in your chilling in the car with your friends or doing whatever, smoking or whatnot, like, you know, you could have to deal with cops. You could have to deal with this. You know, if you're in a relationship, there might be some signs that it's toxic or whatnot. And that's kind of what I took from here, given the experiences that I feel like he was explaining or whatnot. Um, the song was great. It was a bit different than what we've gotten so far, which was actually really interesting. It's kind of starting to show some diversity uh, from like these heavy, these heavier banger types. Um, and I, I just really enjoyed it. I also, I left it with a 4.3. All right. So the next song, when he performed it live, he gave a little speech before it. And I could tell you all about it or I could be fucking selfish. I heard this song on the album and I was like, that's weird. It just feels like a little bit out of place, maybe a little bit, just because there's not a lot on the album like this. The slower, this, this like selfish. Everything you do is selfish. I see now you can't help it. I see now that you felt it. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of got a different flow. The beats kind of weird or whatnot. But he basically broke up with a lady recently. 
because uh, he tried real hard and she didn't. That was the gist of his speech, and he wanted the crowd to, like, scream out. And I'm like, well, my girlfriend is right next to me. I'm not going to cheer on this one. It's not a good time to cheer for me. Sometimes as a, as a guy in the crowd with the girl next to you, you just don't cheer. That's what I'm trying to – okay, I'm, I'm running into the ground. Um, still, he plays this song, and I can tell you one thing. Well, maybe on this album, I mean, the second verse is proper and stuff. Like, the flow, and it feels a little pop. It feels yeah. a little out there. Live, it's hype. Like, live, it's fucking hype. It's got, it's got the flow. It's got the energy. You're just, right. like, selfish. Everything, you know, you're just vibing to it. You're feeling proper. And it, it just kind of has this energy to it. Like, you say real, but you fake as fuck. You know, you just want to sing along with them. Like, mm-hmm. it's you can really connect to it. And I had a deeper appreciation for this song after i saw it live you know just just in general i mean it's 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 pretty straightforward this one is is like selfish everything you do is selfish every other day there's something new that you suffered through and i felt it you were distraught i would take care of it i was your rock offering your therapist i was your cushion your crush the person you trust regardless of any embarrassment you know and then she was negative all the time she didn't appreciate it etc and whatever so like it's it's it, so unfortunately it comes off like a little bit like cliche describing the the topic because this is something so many people go through and so many people will write about because when you've gone through something like this it's it's really good to write about it so i feel like i've heard this song before but that's fine because like locksmith this is just his version of it and it sounds really honest it sounds like you really went through this shit you know said he would do anything for us and told me what's mine is yours uh what's mine is yours is mine blame it on me for setting the bar tried to appease and took it too far you get accustomed to all these things now i don't feel like i know who you are you know like this person took advantage of him maybe his success maybe his situation he's on the come up he's on the grind things are changing but really it's always just another drama it's always just another negative drain it's just a person pretending to be like oh my gosh and i mean we all know that person i've dated that person too where every day there's some other bullshit and you're like yo i'm just trying to like grow and do things right and why and you know you got to be there for them you got to spend an hour as they run you through the blah 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 and then you're trying to be like yo this is this is just simple this is fucking simple why am i listening to this shit but you have to because you kind of want to get your dick wet and uh so you do and then it just happened but also if you don't she's gonna get mad at you like somehow you're a fucking asshole for not listening and being a therapist which i think the biggest the biggest mistake we do with relationships as young people is pretend like a boyfriend or girlfriend or a partner is supposed to be your therapist you're not like you're just not you're supposed to listen to that person but if that person needs a therapist go get a fucking therapist i listen she listens to me sure but like i don't need her to fix my problems i should tell her how i'm going to be fixing my problems and vice versa so if she needs you to fix her problems it's not a healthy relationship you want somebody that you're just going to tell them what's up they're just going to tell you what's up and you guys are working together towards a greater goal that's a healthy relationship in my opinion so i appreciate this song for what it is it's definitely i'm just not in the mind frame for it either i'm not in that place whereas maybe somebody else on this podcast might feel it a little bit differently i gave it you say that but i gave it a 4.35 i think it's equally as good as the last song and i think it's cool to show that locksmith has this other side of him because so many of the other guys can't do this other side of the music they can only do the rapidity 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 facility anyway go on so 
song's okay. I don't actually have much to say about this song, and I don't want to discredit it either. It's very honest. It's very raw. It's authentic. He, you know, he's kind of angry that she was fake as fuck. She's, he's is just expressing how selfish she was and how he tried to do everything to, you know, make it work and also grow as a human and try to do it not. But, <clears throat> meh. I, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was nice. It was cool, but it's not something I'm really bumping. It's not something I'm really going back to. And it just, it, it kind of just gave me like a different tone of the album a little bit. Like we've been getting some really hard wisdom, like, like educational in depth, some, some serious shit. And then, and again, I don't want to sound this. Yeah, I don't want to make but, it sound so like, again, negative, but it's like, Oh, just, just letting you know, I had a bad relationship. And I'm like, but like, oh, if you look at it more from like the perspective that this is a project about himself, Ab- and and, and I was, then you're like, okay, part of his life is this rap absolutely. career thing. Another part of his life is this girlfriend thing. I mean, it just makes sense that an album about himself, and it, it also makes sense that the girlfriend song is going to sound different than the social no, uh, political absolutely. commentary song. Absolutely, absolutely. I guess it's just like I don't know. I was in a certain vibe. The album's got me in a certain vibe or whatnot, and then this song came on, and I kind of just went like, "Oh." So what'd you give it? I ended up giving it a four. It's so. So if I'm, if what I'm hearing, Mr. Christopher, is that the lack of lyrics on the next song made you tense. It almost feels a little, little bit like this song is like a counterpart to the last song. Like that was the selfish side, you know, his angry feelings. Right. And Tense is more like a compassionate look at the, the same kind of subject matter. I don't know. We didn't get a little speech before he played this song to confirm what the song was about. Just didn't happen. Locksmith, if you're watching this and you want to confirm that, that would be fucking cool. That would make my day to see you appear in the comment section. Um, I wonder, and then so I wondered if it was like a counterpart. Like it's like a, it's almost like the other person is holding themselves back in the last song as a way to look at it with their negativity and their constant trauma. And this is more like, look, I can't be around you if all you're gonna do is hold yourself back because I'm moving on and I'm moving forward. I don't really think it's about that. There's a line in there where he's like, I never really meddled in rap beef. I don't know what rap beef has to do with a relationship. Well, I think it's a, a bigger thing. I don't think it's just about the relationship. I think it's about the personality. Just the situation in general, we can say? Well, like, cause I have an issue I've never seen in my life in a light where I can admit to any success that I had. So I jab at the thought, of a brand new hill to climb, a new task I can build behind, a new mask I can wear and hide, use that to detach what I feel inside. Aside from rap, I never had a plan B. I had no brace in place for my landing and space to go waste or standing. See, I would never settle for what they hand me and I would never settle to play backseat. I would never meddle in any rap beef. Sounds like a dude explaining his struggle with the hip hop. Right, right. But not no, not just the hip hop, it's everything in life, you know? It's, it's like him as a person focusing so full for, like going, more on bard but then there's also like lines like i thought love was acceptance i thought cutting you off was protection as okay. so i feel like part of it is a context setter to describe the grind that he's on and the world he's chasing and the struggles that are going on mixed with the idea of his life moving forward and maybe i'm reaching here but when i think about the placement in the last song paints this picture of his partner no it makes sense maybe it's a, a type of way and i can and so, see that a little bit like you, i, I kind of see how like maybe no. 
instead of being angry, he's kind of like just breaking down and explaining like we're trying to He's like also got people doubting him. So I just imagine that girl in the last track also is somebody who maybe doubted him. Uh, Maybe I'm just reaching, but uh, the lyrics weren't there. So I went with what I listened to, what I heard and what I felt and what I wrote down and shit. So that's the problem with not having the lyrics there as a reviewer on a time constraint. And I told Locksmith to his fucking face this was coming this weekend and we're already a little bit late on it so it'll be out on a monday which isn't the weekend he's like send it to me on instagram i'm like i will but damn now i have to do it a day late <laughs> a buck shirt at some blink 182 lyrics uh i don't know where i'm going with this anymore i enjoyed this it was another slower one another kind of again showing off a different side to him and i think it's really important that he does does this even if i like it a little bit less preference wise i really admire it and i think that for the album it makes it a more transitional feel like it's not just it's not just going to be 15 songs about the same thing bibbidi bibbidi boppity you know i don't fuck with nobody it's not just going to be that shit over and over again it's going to be like different things on different subjects moving along different sounds and i think that's a really important thing for an album so i'm giving it a 4.35 based on my own preferences i give it a 4.2 i I like the song i like how he's I like how he's, you know, really trying to just be honest and trying to just, like, in a way, reminisce about his 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 current situation and the, and the struggle that he he was going through and kind of just like again this in a way like educate us like I've been through my ups and downs I've been through this and there there's ways that you can get through it and there's ways to help you kind of succeed and manage it and that that and again he's got like this big brother type of look act towards kind of happening like this he's got a good beard i give him props on his beard 4.2 what are you talking about his look he's got a good beard uh stars is the next song and it's featuring mr mers i told you i was going to talk about a music video now i know what happened here locksmith is really tall (laughs) i don't think mers is as tall as locksmith by any way i'm thinking it's more like mers might be like my height I don't know. I just feel like Murs is my height. He could be. And so Locksmith is really tall. And if you look at this music video when Murs is in the scene, Murs is like sitting on these crates <laughs> angled all the way in like the back in a way where like Locksmith is there and their heads are at like the same place. But like Locksmith fills up the whole thing. And like Murs is just, and you never see them like standing next to each other, which I know is a thing where like the heights of people are taken into consideration and stuff. I'm like, I can see it because he's just giant. When I took, we took, Bonnie's like five feet tall. I'm like five, seven. We're not tall people open here. What? But still, I thought that was fantastic. It was just realizing that's what happened because of how tall locks. I wonder if that's like a problem in life when you're like a stupidly, not stupid in a bad way, but like a stupidly tall person. If that's like a situation that you have to deal with when taking pictures, like, no, like imagine like shacking them. Like, how do you take pictures with these people? Well, no, I mean, they, they, like, there is that picture of Shaq with his friend and like Kevin Hart. You just take the photo. I guess it depends on what you're trying to present like i guess for a music video to be like you know in sync and whatnot like okay i, I get that but i just i thought it was funny well, that was an editing choice and i just made me think about that anyway we all know what this song's about this song is about uh they're they're like trip to stardom and how they go about it mm-hmm. locksmith in 2015 he met dr dre he told me kind of the studio 
He was on his way. Fucking of course. Dr. Dre says, come over. What do you say? Nope. Beach house that was overlooking the ocean. Like, hot damn. That's a good fucking place to go to. I should have been celebrating. Instead, I had mixed emotions. I get where he's coming from. He's on the terrace with exhibit, exhibiting what defines me. Deep down inside, I'm like, I hope he doesn't ask to sign me. Because there's no way I can turn down an idol. But carving my own lane to sustain, I know it's vital. So he's kind of looking at the conflict between getting signed to aftermath and having this like set up career and having to play that game and fulfill the vision and giving up his artistic and creative integrity and paving his own lane and doing it as on his own there's this conflict between like yo if he, if he gives me a deal i have to do it but like i don't want to do it because that isn't the plan isn't how i want to get there and it's important for him to like kind of create that and so uh, if I listen to people, I'll be deeper in the red. Instead, bet on myself and learn to keep myself fed. It's said the fault ain't in the stars we choose to view, but rather in the hearts of the men that go askew who knew. So it's like if I listen to everybody, oh, you're going to be broke or it's not the right way. But it turns out it was the right way because it is written in the stars. Merge does a similar verse where we must talk about a side in the sky. It's like they all congregated. These are all real words spelled it out for me we're still at real words you could say that it was all constellated i know that's not a word but fuck it now it is see that's that's that those were all his words but yeah no so he just made up a word and then talks about bastardizing language as part of the hip-hop game and shape and i'm like that's fucking funny and then uh he kind of calls out the trap artist a little bit as coons uh which he, he kind of does there uh I've, I've we bonnie did a, a lyrical breakdown on the song coon and it had a little heated debate about the the use of the word so i know that that's crazy that's a that's a hot topic in some communities um i like that i learned what mers meant manifested unique rhyme styles that's a dope way to approach it because he's describing how he had the opportunity to go to Ride of the Streets, but chose not to take it and went in a different way. And then uh, Locksmith does some crazy fun shit in the third verse and just kind of points out that he, he, he stuck to his guns and moved on and now he's kind of winning. So I gave this song a 4.5 on 5. I really enjoyed listening to it. I thought it was cool to hear these guys bounce off of each other. And it was really, it's, it's interesting just to hear guys who literally did stick to their guns and be who they are coming up on that indie lane doing it in that way where you're not selling out per se i respect it a lot so it was cool to hear i like uh one line that really stuck out to me throughout the whole song is actually um people always asking how you keep going without the hype i can't get writer's block if all i do is write about my life and that right there like as much as that is literal right and it's true you can always keep writing about your life and make songs and stuff it's also like kind of going after again like these fake people and and talking about how like how are you gonna maintain being something you're not like eventually you know if you're so gangster gangster but then the st the streets step to you what happens you know like if you're this this and and i think it's very powerful how they're 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 discussing their uh, road to stardom but at the same time they're also trying to keep that authenticity and like we keep saying that independence and like not really wanting to break out of their not not so much comfortability but like 
wanting to break out of their creative space and having to be forced in something else. I, I thought well, it's it was more good. like there are strings that come with the label. Like I don't know if it's on this one, but he's like, do I want to like be left on a shelf or do it by myself or whatever? And it's like the idea. Like look at little Uzi. Or this one. Look at little Uzi Vert, where like he wants to be releasing music, but he's just not fucking allowed to. Or look at Kanye West, who apparently has a contract stipulation that says he's legally not allowed to ever quit or retire. It's like part of his contract. He just can't quit or retire ever unless he can break that shit. So do you want those strings? Do you want that like kind of stifling or attack? Or do you want to do you and, and make the music that reflects you? Like if you write about your life, it means you're being real with it. It means there should always be something else to write about because in theory, you're always living or at the very least you have a past, you know? I don't know. Right. Overall, uh, I thought the song was okay. Um, and there wasn't... It was. A, it felt a little bit slower. It felt a little bit more kind of like messagier than trying to be more like flexibility and, and hype and trying to be a banger. Uh, but it was good. Mer, Mers, I don't really have an opinion on Mers. He's good. He's fantastic. He, he's good. He's, uh, it, I feel it, like on certain tracks, some other songs, I'm kind of just like, eh, you, you're trying to go a little bit more poetic than anything. He's uh, a good um, poet. Fair enough. He has rhymes, and they're manifested in in unique ways. Good job. I gave the song a 4.2. It was a good job. Anyway, why don't we talk about rhetoric? So on my headphones, I had a really fucking hard time understanding him, like as in hearing him with the mixing, because it felt like the beat was just freaking drowning him out. But on my really poorly mixed speakers in my room, where the bass is all fucked up, like they're really not, it's not good. I heard Locksmith so clear just now as we sample it. I'm like, damn, that doesn't happen that often where this is where it sounds better. So I don't know if I'm 100% sold on how this song is mixed. It really bothered me in that well, one. This one that. song bothered me mixing because my headphones, it was worse and I couldn't understand them so well. And usually what'll happen with stuff like that is I'll hear it like two or three times and my brain knows how to like filter the sound so that I can hear it all proper. But I just didn't want to put in the effort because I was fucking tired because I was jumping around at a show the night before. So anyway, that annoyed me. But I wasn't doubting you because you said to fuck anybody that ever doubted him. I wasn't. I was just complaining about your mixing on this one song. I'm fucking he smiles. I had to sift through. The only thing worse than a who won't acknowledge your worth is a person that just pretends to. We won't be doing this review, Mr. Locksmith, if we weren't acknowledging your worth. That's just the truth. It takes a lot of time, so... Not, not to, like, ask for anything from you, but I'm just responding to your lyrics. To say that, I get you. We appreciate you. We know what you're worth. I can see the cracks with the barest lens. I prefer the facts if you care to give. If you're, you're a partition's parody, that's imperative. You only give help when you control the narrative. I don't see the people you pit against as a threat of me. I don't see the, I don't think you should even mention him in a breath with me. I don't see the purpose of working hard for a goal, mimicking other souls when most of these sketching me. I get it, man. This is, um, thematically, I'm not going to lie, in the same vein of uh, his realness versus other people's fakeness. And I, I, I personally think he kills it. I mean, he's coming in with the fast flows again. It's like we switched off wherever we were just at with like that slower vibes and the calmer because even stars was a little bit calmer a little bit nicer it wasn't like stupidly tricky it wasn't aggressive it was like a softer calmer song this comes in and just slaps you in the face with aggression as he's spitting these fucking lines and i thought it was really fun 
Like I thought it was a really enjoyable song. I feel like you still, you appreciate his grind. Look at all the shit that I've been through. Look at all the hoops that I swam through. Look at all the shit that these fuck say and pay it. No, man, I commend you. I'm going to fuck around and get a million. You know, like you just, you want to see him win. I want to see him get a million now. You know, or there's alliteration and playing up on words like what kind of definition of definite is definite? What kind of something can have a lesson when it's threatening? What kind of person can um, take another man's burden and weigh it against his own to atone for what it's festering? What he's saying there is how do you measure your life based on other people's shit? How can you just compare to others and make that as the measure of your own shit instead of setting your own fucking standards for yourself and whatnot? You know, I'm not dependent on no one here. I'm self-driven. I continue growing regardless if any help's given. You know, it's just all sorts of shit where, like, you really admire the presence of who the dude is. And he, he keeps it consistent. The beat is nice. It's got, like, a banger-ass feel to it. His aggression's proper. And it's like, you know what? The flows are fast. It's, it's good. The wordplay is very nice. Really good to listen to. I gave this a 4.35 on 5. Nice. Um, something that stuck out to me was when he went, uh, I'm done checking for those that never reciprocate. Don't expect help from up that you intimidate. And that was kind of eye opening. Like for a long time, you know, you, you, people might use you or people might, you know, just hang around you for what you have or what you, or what you, what you can offer and what you can put in. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess for myself, I didn't really realize, you know, how many people were actually on that, like, snake path or something. Like, if you want to consider that, like, at a certain point, I guess you start having a question, like, you know, if people aren't reciprocating the type of energy or the type of effort that you're making, then you really got to question if those people are part of your life or if those are really good <clears throat> to have around you. And that's something that um, really kind of stood out to me a lot just because you know a lot of things have been going on and in the last couple of years in terms of my own personal life and that's something that i really kind of connected with um another line that we've we've already looked over but i really liked was pick apart the artist that you try to put on a pedestal play them for every second tell them to lower the decibel but it's like i feel like that's that's true and and in a sense it's like we're picking them apart to find the truth from what they're saying or whatnot but we don't really want to, again, like kind of credit them for what they're producing or the final product or the masterpiece. We always have to kind of look deeper into it, but we never really find, we're never satisfied with what we find. And that's something that kind of I got from there as well. Overall, though, I do get that he's, this is another song where he's kind of just explaining like, this is why I'm me and this is why I'm not like everyone else. Um, I respect it. I think it was really well done. It was well presented. Uh, I left it with a 4.3 as well. Alrighty. I think we can continue moving on through the album. Why don't we talk about how our heads could maybe be up in the clouds? I feel like this song was a much improved version of the song we just kind of listened to. I, I mean, thematically, I'm seeing it on like a very similar wave where he's on his grind. He's really pushing his life. He's really doing him. And other people might be a little bit faker and those experiences with him are, are not good. So on that point, it's just like... I don't know if there's a lot more I can really add, but I really enjoyed listening to this. The beat is just, this is really nice. Like it just hits me in, in like this, almost like 
pop underground kind of way that is just proper and like the mixing on it like stuff like where he goes ah, ah, ah like he says like i a few times and it like fades in with really cool like lines cutting it off he's got some ad libs in place that are pretty proper head into clowns i don't need handshakes and i don't need smiles i don't need nobody's hand in my pocket to save from my profits read off my vowels i've been on tour for like 52 dates i'm not a new one in 20 new states i've been uneasy and how they receive me the crescents conceive me you cannot escape you ain't gotta listen but it's still a fact you know you know just kind of spitting it out like he maybe people don't like him in some places he goes i don't know but you get this sense that he's grinding he's pushing it he's trying to escape the fake folk again and overall he just kind of brings this energy and this speed and this like i don't know there's something about how he just spits it so clean and so fucking proper while not maybe adding a whole lot new in the scope of the album but it still fits the project really 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 well to me you know i come alive you come i i with a sunken vibe i summarize your summer lies and every son of bitch bitch in my sudden rise sucking life my undivided is unrequited i become quiet as soon as you sigh or sub a lie don't expect to write off uh, with a light scoff the night's off you took predicting what i, I thought you know like the rhyming is ridiculous the flowing is ridiculous and when you really listen to it i guess with where he's at in life it reminds me of a non-famous tech nine and and part of part of it is like where you're at in life being real with it you know like i guess my only hope is that locksmith if he pops that he makes sure to keep up on that enlightenment path and doesn't go the other way that it could go but man this this is just really great to me i I gave this song a five on five. I think it hit every note I was like hoping for in terms of that fast shit, you know, cast out any distraction, folk use social platforms for egotistical traction. I cashed in on my own terms, then ran back. Self-determination determines where I would land that. I ransacked the industry. Fuck your empathy. You know, like you, you feel this punk energy of him doing what he wants to do with the world, how he sees other people are in it for themselves per se. Like it's really just about vanity, but he's in it for like, you know the integrity of it all the art the sport of it i really dig it i gave this song a five on five this is one of my favorites on the project nice um something that locksmith says in verse two if we don't feel instantly entertained we look away for bigger fare pick a pair of hot artists i'll kill them both and watch them fall prey to my lyricism and growth like that stood out to me because i feel like that's part of our problem with music nowadays too is we're if we don't like it on the first 30 seconds or the first five seconds we're clicking next and i think that that's a bad we should sit on music and kind of really give it a chance to really speak and and, and kind of go through it and you know whatever dissect dissect the track but with an open mind of trying to understand where it's coming from and that's kind of what i got from that line because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh <clears throat> You know, there's a lot of microwave music and really just fast produced stuff that is just out there and keeping you bumping through the night, through the club or whatever, but they're not really saying anything. And I feel like Locksmith has that pride in wanting to say something that is worth, like we keep saying, knowledge, wisdom, growth, and wanting to encourage, like, I guess, being a better version of yourself, being somebody who understands kind of like how the world's kind of working and how it's going. And that that's really what i got from that lyric and it was just really cool um you holden also quoted like the other two things i highlighted as well so i'm not gonna really talk about that um 
overall the song itself is banging like i i like i like the energy i like the speed i like how you know you're just very consistent i left it with a 4.5 all right the next one tone shifts again as we talk about what he said she said fun fact the rest of the album is under three and a half minutes this one is just over two and a half minutes and it's so different and sound like that boom 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 kind of pulsy beat that makes your head kind of bop back and forth a little bit yep energy so different and i think this was a moment that actually really impressed me on this project because a the song has a really interesting story in the way he delivers it and puts it out so it's, it's something different than maybe the lyrical barrage we've gotten on the last couple of uh, songs but also the beat is just so out there and it's cool like it almost feels like a foreign beat to this album which i think really works well in my opinion nice um so basically it's a story of a long distance relationship that starts off on fucking social media and they you know sees a picture she sees him you know maybe they connect and they're like oh this doesn't make any sense he visits her she comes and visits him and then uh he's all like you know what i need a new girl drops her moves on and then it just kind of flows into that hook which is he said she said she said i said she said we said and she kind of repeats it and it's kind of simple the silence on the chorus is actually really interesting though um it kind of gave me this uh when like a fight you know when you're with your partner and a fight really in a big fight happens or, or even when you're dealing with a breakup or whatnot and there's just like you don't know what to say like you're trying to have that closure you're trying to have that conversation like you both have something to say but every time you know you're talking to each other or whatnot it's just like you're just silence it's like i i i've been there that kind of really spoke to me that's all i'm trying to say i also think it's left open in a sense where it doesn't really matter it's just you said shit she said shit and oh, it, just, shit. it doesn't really matter what was said we all said shit that's mm -hmm. just part of it because then in verse two she kind of calls him back and is like yo i missed you and you just kind of get the sense that as much as everybody knows it's a bad thing she's even said it's a bad thing at the end of the day when she's alone in the night and wants a little bit of love and she seems to be uh willing to compromise her integrity and sending those mixed messages and you know he understands that he causes a problem but then it's just like what the fuck am i supposed to say to this situation and it's just mm -hmm. kind of it sounded really realistic to me it sounded like something that definitely could easily happen in a person's life especially with something so impossible as a long distance relationship starting over social media like it's not happened to me but let's say i could just like but fly you down that, or whatever maybe it's a different game plays, i think that plays a role though i think part of the context setting that they started on social media plays a really big role in terms of the relationship itself like okay so my brain's kind of going to like tinder right where it's like you swipe left you swipe right and 90 percent of all the dating apps now is all swipe left and swipe right and the, the the instant gratification of matching up with somebody and the instant gratification of being able to meet up and, you know, do what you got to do or whatever it is or however you're trying to use these apps for. I feel like that's part of the message that is being sent in this in this song. Like they are on social media. They kind of interact. They kind of notice each other. Or I feel like it's her that sees him in a photo or something like that. But either way, the point is you're on social media you kind of connect through a photo because you're interested or attracted to that person the way they look, you know, eyes, lips, body, whatever you want to consider it to be. Um, and then 
Yeah, okay, you're still kind of like on social media, even like texting, you're still behind a screen, you're not really with that person, you you don't have to, like, you can still act a certain way, like Mr. Smooth or Mrs. Smooth or however you want to look at it, but you're still kind of putting on a show, right? And then I feel like once they kind of met up, yeah, they it was awkward at first, like always, and you meet somebody new and blah, 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 especially after you've talked for like X amount of all of this time, but you still have never met that person, that's also really weird uh to just kind of adjust like really like oh I don't, I don't know where to i don't know if i should do certain things or whatnot um but i feel like there is this level of of fastness like all right we've done this it may have been like two months we're done now next one swipe right next next one like i feel like there's a a part of the message is like we're kind of conditioned to live this type of life we're kind of conditioned that like oh i love you i love you too okay we'll be together okay we'll be together okay cool 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 cool, cool. three months later bye peace i'm on i'm next to the next one like that's kind of the way we're living that's how i feel that, that's kind of what it's I'm definitely not at. the way everyone's living it's how the way some people are living i think often we we, we all assume that that's how everyone is but a lot of people are in relationships too and they're working i don't think anyone ever talks about those people <laughs> anyway um i like this song though i thought it was like a really it was a nice change up so i give it a 4.5 because it was cool and it was realistic and it was honest i gave it a 4.2 all right the next one is called the emperor's new clothes so the emperor's new clothes is a little kid's tale thingy uh where the emperor is trying to figure out like i'm gonna give you the bastardized version of it trying to figure out who's full of shit up in the the court so some swindlers show up and present this fake cloth which is nothing it's just invisible and he's all like yo it's the dopest shit in the world and everyone's like oh yeah yeah it looks real nice because the king's pretending he can see it and he plays along so the king gets this new outfit which is nothing where is it like it's actually something so he's just naked walks around and everyone's pretends how his new clothes are so good and they're also fake until some kid calls out the bullshit and goes yo but he's naked and then everyone sees it and then everyone acts like oh yeah of course he's naked but like yeah what everyone was just gonna be full of shit out of fear of repercussions except for this kid so that is the name of the song right like that's what's implied from the very beginning with this little emperor's new clothes so people will believe anything if they want to which also explains why light shone on the darkness images exposed few can see through the new emperor's clothes while vinnie's doing shit like dot 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 I don't know. Vinny's a guy that can do that shit and make it sound cool. Uh, Vinny's got light energy. showing in the darkness. You can see through the new emperor's clothes when the blind lead the blind. Just more troubles and woes. And then Vinny comes in and he starts spitting shit. And I fucked up some of what he said because I don't even understand half the shit he's referencing. So it's hard for me to write down his lyrics. But there's a weather be magnum and it's louder than hell. You can miss me with the bullshit Madame Boiselle. We delivering funk power Patty LaBelle is mo- it's a modified blicky and it shattered your shell. Hey, I do know what a blicky is. <laughs> um, I would bleed the block try, leave my enemy starving. Motherfuckers know I always keep my end of the bargain. Look, what kind of philosophy that I got? I think bad boons. I would get you robbed for a rat. Maybe I had a something with a luminous scholar. I don't touch the bodies. Leave the word for the embalmer. And for me, it was just. Man, Vinny Paz has like this this ruthlessness to him, and every line just kind of drops. Usually they're punny, and they they manage to explain a lot of what's going on through his puns. And there's this like a boss like I don't I don't do the dirt. The dirt happened. I make the dirt happen, but I don't do the dirt. 
is, you know, that kind of attitude that comes in. Um, I feel like Locksmith kind of did a little bit more punny work, like more stuff like last scene in the Matrix, you ain't dodging these mags, extra tension yeah. from ethnic lesson to Bosnian flag, you know? So they're, they're still him, but they're more punny than he's done previously on it. So it's almost like because he's with Vinny Paz, he's going to adopt a little bit more of that style, which I thought was really cool. I made it for a far more cohesive song and made it really cool. I'm used to staring, that's why they're scared for their life. Tears lubricate your orifice, orchestrated from spite. They say an eye for an eye, leaves us all in the dark. My third one's in the scope, scoping you all from the start. You know, like, it's a really interesting track, I would say, in terms of just the tone, the severity, the intensity, decent lyrics, everything that you could possibly want on this track. And Vinny Paz is really cool sounding. They work well together. I don't have a lot more to say. I feel like it's, it's a really good, like, pun driven track so 4.5 it's bars it's punny it's bars um Vinny Paz's verse is not there so there wasn't much that I could As actually in it's not on genius.com like genius, yes right I should have made that clear um so I wasn't really able to kind of pitch like pick apart a lot of the things but I do like his energy I do like how he's really kind of just grimy into it um, I feel like he's got this like relaxed type of rapping where he's he's rapping, but like still kind of like just talking. Like he's just kind of being straight with it. Like, don't fuck with me. I will kill you. Don't do this. Or, you know, like he's just kind of like just being a boss about it. So that was really awesome. Uh, Locksmith did a really great job. Uh, you know, you quoted the Matrix line. I like the line. Uh, they say an eye for an eye leaves us all in the dark. My third, all, my third one is all scoping, scoping you off from the start. I really just like it because for me, I like when he goes into the whole Ernie line, face down in the tub with your rubber ducky and Ernie. That was just funny for me. Um, but yeah, this is like this is just honestly bars for days in a funny way. Four point three. All right, the next one. It's all truth because it's no lies. You you can imagine what this song's gonna be about right off the jump. Um, on the real, only the first verse was on Genius. For some reason, they started the second verse, but it says pausing transcription at one minute thirty seconds. So that's as far into the song they got with transcription. It's about halfway. Um, I really like the start because it's slower, but it's heavier in the way that it's coming in. Yeah, I can see the lies. I can see the ties. I could read the silence written between the lines. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say what I got to say. Yeah, I swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. But everything you said is a fucking lie. I'm living proof. You lied to my face. Lied on your mission. You lied. You said, uh, lied when you said we started from the same position. You lied when all my family's immigrant expedition came here to start new but got treated with suspicion you know just kind of a bit more about the systematic bullshit that goes on the societal lies and shit that people have to face and have to deal with and i think it it really just fits onto this project it's more about where he comes what, what he's had to deal with but more from a point that his purity his truth his ability to come here is proof of these lies in a sense because he exists and he can fight back and can call out these different lies and shit kind of seems like he's always been a little bit steps ahead like this song about how because he feels very analytic in this song like a bit like i'm like i can see the lies i can see the excuses i can see the negativity and i like how 
it's it's just this it feels like he's kind of saying like you should be a couple of steps ahead so you know what's happening you should always be kind of on your alert and on your game to make sure that you're like you, you you've got you've got your eyes on what's on what's going on around you so that you can succeed and, and continue doing what you got to do yeah and in general um there was a line in the second verse that i really liked when it goes you can try to hide the sickness but the virus is the allure and i'm like that's true man like there there's a lot of people there's a temptation that comes with i guess buying into shit or to living in the right kind of way or to buying into the lies it's just easier and i think it's a sexier option for a lot of people because the truth is not very pleasant and you'll see it a lot just how many people want to be nice like just want to be nice i know i brought this up in other podcasts but the idea of being nice to me is fucking weird if you look up what that word means it's pleasant and agreeable which is a nice way of saying full of shit and complacent so i mean i'm not really i I saw what i did there i'm not really that interested personally in being nice to my fucking chagrin as people might not like me as much and maybe i'm not that youtuber that's gonna smile at your fucking face and give you that hey guys hey blah blah fuck that voice nobody fucking talks like that in real life you know what these motherfuckers hit a stage and they can't speak but you i hit a stage and i sound like this so at least you know it's legit and shit um still i fucking perfect i really dig this track and i i just i I like the 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 way he holds down the truth and whatnot um from a sound perspective it's calmer a little bit less what i'm into a little bit like i'm 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 resting now at the show like i'm not high energy i'm I'm resting here so i give it a 4.35 a 3.5 it fits everything it's really good like if we're talking about compared to like a lot of regular shit or average music we've covered we cherry pick in my opinion a little bit to find the best of music but this is like substantially above average in a significant way like Laxmith is an extremely talented dude um this this song was kind of a hit or miss with me uh just i, I like the concept i like what you know he's trying to portray on it i like and i like that like big brother you know guy guardian kind of overlooking you like listen be analytic be visual be aware be what's happening uh in the very creative artistic way that he does it uh just i didn't really feel the song itself like just overall the i didn't really feel the song i was just like okay like it's good it's there it's nice it's more relaxed it's more calm but eh, i'm okay so it kind of hit a four for me all right a fair warning this is the last song without lyrics on the album for us to talk about it's called love me i hope you love me even though we might not be the best at this love me please Please. this is overkill all right so this one again didn't have the lyrics so i wrote down a couple things that really struck out to me it's got that more like kind of intensity going on the beat we're back into maybe something a little more upbeat you could say but right off the jump my father came here as an immigrant raised five kids in the tenement one by blood it was imminent he, he would be judged had a grudge and a temperament picked out a wife not a pipe dream tone of her skin insignificant in the bathroom picked at the pipe think who the fuck brought this something to listen in i don't know if i quoted that right i think i fucked up a bit at the end because i was having trouble figuring it out but i just thought it was so striking that like Right off the jump, it's like his dad was like, yo, marriage is practicality. Like, this is about finding a partner to, like, raise kids with and X, Y, Z. And all that shit, this trophy life, like, what she looks like, that didn't matter. Some of the more political nuances that go into our 
mate decisions didn't seem so relevant and it's just, you get the sense that he's painting this picture where he's coming from some of the different things that he has to deal with along the way of his grind um i like when he goes i strung a theme together with loose dreams made a career stay clear of a few things never take advice when your vice is to prove things folk will see that feedback is abusing so what i took from that is like when you carry and try and be excellent and shit and you're trying to ask for advice from people they will recognize in a sense they'll, they'll think you're being egotistical or something it's like they'll just fucking bash you just to like bring you down to like life like you're not able to be good and there's a lot of people who will not like acknowledge your talent or what you do they just have to put you in your place and they have to say some bullshit because what if you're winning that's a problem for them i don't know haters I really, I don't have a lot more to comment on it just because, again, the lack of lyrics. At this point, I was a little bit tired uh, in doing the reviewing part, so I got, I got a little bit lazy with my transcribing and shit. I thought it was another enjoyable song. Again, it fits this album because it's more about him, and I have to give him a lot of credit because there's no way you're leaving this project not feeling like you got to know Locksmith better than when you went into this project, and that is a really interesting point thing in general. So I appreciate him pouring his heart and soul out to us like this, and I gave it another 4.35. What I liked about the song from what I got from it was I felt like this was a little bit more or a lot more personal uh, to him. This was more about his family, the way he kind of grew up, the way he had some experiences. Now, yes, he did give us experiences on other songs on the album, but I felt like those were more in like an educational purpose. This was like, hey, don't be running the streets at 11 o'clock at night. I've been there, you know, like I know that's really whack to hear. But either way, um, I feel like this is. As much as he might have that educational purpose to it, or again, lack of lyrics, I wasn't really able to kind of pick apart and find it so much. But from what I heard and what I and what I understood and what I got, you know, he still has that. Um, I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to help you. You know, kind of, kind of mature and grow. But I think this is more on the personal aspect of like, hey guys, I just want you to know kind of where I'm from. Kind of know like where I kind of learned these things. Kind of like, you know, my dad taught me this, my mom taught me this and such and such. And this is kind of how like my, his foundation, he's kind of giving us his foundation in his own personal way. Um, overall, I gave it a 4.3. 4. I thought it was great. I thought it was really like, like just, just the vibe and the mood it put me in was kind of more like in a sincere way. Like he's appreciating his, his experiences. He's appreciating his family. He's, he's kind of paying them homage in a way. Right. All right. Uh, so I guess that brings us to the very end of this album. It's been a journey. Apparently we've been talky this weekend. So the next one is on God. This is like very battly you know like it causes a hard-hitting beat like never been shit never had shit never thought i'd get this far i remember when i would dream this scared i would miss this part remember when i was sleepless yeah i wish this hard uh want to sleep on me fuck it i embrace it god fuck it i embrace it god you know like it almost feels like he's so confident in his skills he's so ready for it. he's gonna put that shit on god and fucking murk you and destroy that shit and take over the industry and come in and do what he's got to do to pave his way as he's been describing throughout the project you know uh, never had a chance or a nice view of a life skewed or a nice cube shot in hell 
Well, it's funny, right? Because if ice cubes are ice, so if they went into hell, it would melt and it would yeah. be bad. Uh, never had a plan. I would write through whatever hardships or garbage I could smell. Fell, but I was never derailed. Was deemed well. I could only tread in the well so long. Scratch marks on the inside and ply strands and the concrete and all my palms. And, you know, you get the sense that, again, he's pushing forward. He's been through some shit. People maybe didn't take him seriously enough for a long time. And he just fucking comes in and just... I think he empirically proves in this fucking two really well put together verses how talented he is. Again, he does like the really the really long first verse, and the second verse is still long, but like a little bit shorter. So he just kind of it just feels like he's pouring his heart. Like he just rapped until he was done, and he had all of this shit to say. Like I would not accept the terms of interest to invest in anything I cannot own. It's powerful. It's like. I won't settle for less than what I'm worth, even if it's fucking painful and awful and it'll take a lot longer and it'll be a lot harder. But now we know he's getting paid. At least he's getting paid enough to be flown into Montreal. I assume they flew him in. It seems weird if they didn't. So, like, the fact that he's at this point and all of this shit, it's, like, really kind of fucking interesting. Or even in the second verse, I study the competition and look at the composition they commonly accommodate with the comedy they be pitching. I, sol I solemnly take admission to properly make provision, showing they ask, like, sodomy, rape in prison. You know, like, I'm watching everybody. I'm seeing the kind of shit they do and it's a joke and their shit is so fucking fake and whatever they may as well be bending it over and taking it in the ass you know like it's pretty powerful shit it's pretty like pointing out again that he's got that authenticity and the industry's kind of fake and I think he did it really well I think it's a fitting way to end the album in general I gave it a 4.35 I do think that at this point I was like okay I definitely understand the point you've made on this on this and it's really hype for what it is but it's a lot of this um, in terms of this subject matter. So from a reviewing perspective, I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to fucking say. I feel like everything I could say about this song I've already said before. So 4.35. Something I like off this song that was said was, I wear less money and I invest. I impress where, intele where intellect and talent intersect, understand the balance. I've been a threat, still upset, waiting for to interject like and then he kind of goes off and it was just really it was cool how he like he's really about it like he's really just about the culture about like the the message his his growth his like teachings like he i'm not gonna say he's not about the money maybe you know everybody's trying to make a check but i don't think that he's and he's made it clear he's not really trying to sell out or trying to be this flashy fucking thing he's trying to be real to the core hip hop, you know, building the community, giving back and, and, and instilling faith in, in, you know, the loss and whatnot. So it was really, it was really, really cool how that, how that kind of stuck out to me and kind of just shows me where, you know, he wants to be more connected within himself, more connected with people instead of just like trying to rule or be a business. So that was cool. Uh, the beat's banging. The flow's banging. I think that um, ending on this track was actually just really great because he started off the album in a banging way and he ended it on a banging way. And putting all his faith into God or like on God the way he's using it is also really cool that he has that much faith within himself to just keep making it and he's not going to give up. And that really just shows ambition and determination, which is really super dope. Um, I've given it a 4.5 on 5. I thought it was I thought it was good. 
All right, so this is now the end of the album review where we wrap up, and then I guess y'all click off and go watch something else on the internet. Um, yeah, the next episode. Will be <laughs> I uh, I get this project a four point four nine six. I think if you're into very lyrical stuff, that underground feeling, and you're uh, sitting there going, but I also like substance. You want that really good talent, but you also want some substance. Locksmith is the guy for you. Certain dudes, lots of talent, no substance. Other people, lots of substance. Maybe not killing it on the talent front. Last myth is just there. Um, I don't know if I can call it as a classic or anything like that because I feel like this is a very particular personal type of experience. I think it is absolutely worth listening to. I think it's further proof to my argument that hip-hop is not dead. It's just people support the wrong people. I think that this album like it just brings so much to the table that you can go back to that you can listen to there are definitely songs on this that are just fucking hype definitely a couple songs that are not 100 percent for me but that's okay i think he shows versatility i think he shows range but most importantly i feel like it has me very excited to hear the next project i feel like he is so close to making some epic fucking masterpiece of an album that people will be talking about like for a very very long time and this was so close to being there but not 100 percent of the way there I, I hope you don't say that personal if you're still watching Mr. Locksmith. But so much of this album blows my fucking mind. And it's so good compared to a lot of other shit that people want to bump. Especially, especially from a substance point of view. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. I enjoyed this project. I'm definitely going to be adding it to my list of albums I throw in fucking people's faces when they go, Oh yeah? Well, name me blah 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 number of albums. I can name you like 20, 30 albums that are fucking worth listening to at this point. And Locksmith Ali and Olive Branch are both on that fucking list. I have not heard the one in between, the no questions, I think, yet. We'll get on it. Still, that's my thoughts. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed the album. I It gave me a lot to think about. It gave me a lot of different perspectives. It gave me a lot of wisdom, as we've been saying. Um, overall, I did give the album ranking a 4.4. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was different. Um, I do wish that there was a little bit more of like lyrics available on some of these songs just so I can really kind of dive in and really understand it. Oh, like maybe I'm never going to understand it 100%. Also, just to add like, on that, I know you as a fan and a listener are going to take the time and be able to re-listen to it. You just got to understand that we review on a timeline. So we have a date we have to record it and you have until that moment to understand. So having the lyrics there actually makes a difference as a reviewer. And not to imply that we don't, as fans, want to go back and take the time. It's just having the lyrics there makes it go more efficiently to catch the nuances of everything. Right. Um, again, I think that I agree with you when you say that, like, you know, the next person who's, like, name me an album, this is one of the albums I would also put. And it's, it's, it's really just if you want good music and you want real hip-hop, you really have to just go and find it and you have to go and be willing to try out new people like for me this is the first actual locksmith album i sat through the entire time and it was great it was great period anyway thank y'all for watching totally appreciate you being here it really means the world to us that you guys watch that you guys care even if you don't like us and you don't actually care it still means the world that you took the time to like click on the video and whatever that as that's dope of you 
feel free to leave any comments, any discuss with us, anything. We're a small enough channel that, like, if you leave a comment, I will answer you. I will answer every comment that shows up on the channel, even if you're calling me a fucking asshole. Um, special thanks to our patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Jonathan Barnes, and Mr. Lindell Williams. They support what we do. They helped us get a new camera. They get to tell us what albums to review. In fact, I, we know who Locksmith is because Ismail Gadamsi, through his Patreon request, forced us to review Olive Branch, if we all remember correctly. That was... A Patreon-driven actual review. So well, I don't know if I would have stood next to Locksmith very recently if it wasn't for that moment through Patreon. So thank you all. It's really dope. If you're not down for that, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Feel free to leave a little comment talking about whatever. I was trying to do a little Philip DeFranco there. It was pretty fucking bad. I know. Anyway, I also dropped a project recently. You can check that motherfucker out on the channel or the Spotify or the Bandcamp or the whatever. And let me know what you think about that. And anyway, that's life. Have a great day. I don't know how I'm ending this. Bye.